Hola, Jumbo Ecabo. Welcome to the Rich Immigrant Podcast. This podcast was created to be what the next immigrant needs to thrive and what we need as an immigrant community. In this podcast, we talk about attaining financial independence, living full lives in the new countries we call home, and we'll do all that while talking about topics that pertain to the immigrant community all over the world. We'll do that with grace, with truth, with love, and yes, with great background music. So please, dance into every podcast episode with me. I'm Diola Teru, and I'm your host. Welcome. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Rich Immigrant Podcast. This is episode 61, and I'm your host, Diola Teru. And um, first, apologies for not... Coming on last week, I was sick as a dog, like I was out. And so I had the content, but I did not have the voice or the energy to record. And so this is why I really should get to the point where I'm at least one episode ahead so that if something happens one week, I at least I have, you know, something recorded and ready to go. So my promise to myself is that I'll this weekend I'll catch up. So I have two episodes ready to go so that, you know, there is always just that buffer. Um... And so I'm back and knock on wood, by God's grace, I do not plan to miss any week the rest of the season. Um, and so, so let's talk about what we're talking about this week. So when I announced that I purchased my first home about three months ago now, I promised that I would do a number of episodes to just share what I know or what I've learned about the home buying process. And I'm kicking that off with this episode. And so is it better to rent versus is it better to buy a home? And the short answer is that it depends. But what does it really depend on? And we're going to talk about that today. And today I'm going to bust some myths (laughs) about, you know, home buying or renting and all of that. Now, you know, in my first year on the job, when I just got my full time job, Um, My dad called me, you know, as a proud Nigerian father, and he was asking me when I would buy a place in America. And he was not too happy when I said that buying a home was not on my radar. You know, my dad had never lived in the USA, but he's of the mindset and of the generation that believes that real estate is always a good idea. And so now I don't share this to diss my dad or anything, but I share this to say that, you know, not everyone that's well-meaning knows what is best for you. And so at that time, I had just started working. I was trying to, I just started paying off my $21,000 in debt, saving up an emergency fund. Because remember, maybe I don't know if I shared this before, but when I even got my job and got my apartment, I didn't even have money to pay my first month's rent. I took a loan from my sister to pay my deposit and first month's rent of $1,500. I did not even have that. When I, I, I had to buy a car because I needed a car for work, I did not have a single dollar to put as down payment for the car. So I bought a used car for $10,000, but it was entirely financed. And so for me, paying off that debt and my credit card that I had and building an emergency for those things were a priority for me at that time. So my dad calling me you know, to tell me when am I going to buy a house? I was like, um, no, <laughs> let me get my life together. <laughs> um, and so, you know, now that I was a happy renter for a long time. I mean, I probably rented for longer than most people. And that was because it did not make sense to me based on my circumstances. 
So I'll talk through a couple of things and talk about the rent versus the buy option to help you make your decision. So my goal is never to make a decision for anybody listening, but my goal is to equip you to be able to sift your situation through these lenses, right? Sift your facts and circumstances through this, you know, this pieces of information to help you make the right choice for you. And so one, let's talk about building wealth, right? So when you buy a home, if the value of a property goes up or as you pay down the loan, you build what we call equity. So equity is um, the amount of the property that you own that's yours, you know, beyond how much you own it. So for example, if, you, if your home is worth $100,000 and the, own, the loan you have left is $40,000, the equity you have there is $60,000 because that's a part of the property that you own and that's yours. And it is a, a, a form of wealth. And so home equity is a way to build wealth. However, it is not the only way to build wealth. You can build wealth, we can build wealth with equity or without home equity. And then let's talk about just, just the costs, right? Um, a very common saying, and I'm sure I've heard it like 10,000 times. Even friends have said it to me. Sometimes I will, I will argue with them. Other times I'll just let it go. People always say that renting is throwing away money. And that if you have a mortgage, at least you're building wealth. Well, that is not true. And I want to break down why that isn't true. Um, so that statement is one of the most misleading statements. And they have led people to make the wrong choices, right? People buy homes they can't afford or homes that they are not ready for. And so in my opinion, when I was paying rent, when I paid rent, I wasn't throwing away money. I was paying for a service. I was paying for a roof over my head. And so I was getting a roof over my head in return for what I was paying. It wasn't throwing away money, right? No one, go on, no one goes around to like, you know, saying that um, when you buy groceries, you're throwing away money, that you should own your own farm, right? That's not practical. And so, yeah, there's some people that eat what they plant and the rest of us, we don't. And I don't even know if that's, if that's an appropriate analogy, but I hope you get where I'm going with this. So now let's talk about, let's break down the wealth building part of a mortgage. Because let's be clear in that when you make a mortgage payment, all of that payment is not actually building you wealth. Because a mortgage payment is made up of a number of things, right? So typically, it's made up of principal and interest. And then potentially, if you pay down less than 20%, it also is made up of escrow, which is an amount they hold on for you for taxes and insurance. And so... The amount of your mortgage that actually is building wealth and building that home equity is only the principal. And in the first few years of your mortgage, guess what? Most of what you're paying is interest and escrow. And so, for example, you know, the rest are just costs of home ownership, which is actually comparable to rent. And so, for example, a $2,000 a month mortgage of that total payment, the amount actually going to principal or equity or wealth building is actually maybe $400. So when you're comparing that, technically, you're throwing away, quote unquote, $1,600, and only really $400 is going towards building wealth. And I think maybe I'm even going to do reels on this because I feel passionate about making sure people have the tools to actually understand the numbers, right? And so that links me to the next thing I want to talk about, which is about making the right comparison, right? So comparing rent 
to your mortgage is flat out apples to orange. So if someone says, oh, you're paying 1200 in rent, so long as your mortgage is 1200 or less, you're okay. That is a lie. <laughs> That's a lie. Because you should compare rent versus mortgage, your taxes, your insurance, your maintenance costs, and all of those things. Because I will tell you, as someone that's been paying a mortgage and I just made my third, third, third or second mortgage payment, you know, I knew all these things. I calculated all of these things and it still hurts. <laughs> and so I will tell you that, you know, you should be looking at the true cost of owning, which is the cost of everything, and make sure you're good with that on a monthly basis before you make this, a decision on whether it's better for you to rent versus to own. And so if the true cost of owning is equal to or less than renting and other factors also work for you, then yes, we may have a winner, right? Um, but I think it's fair to talk about some of the benefits and the pros and cons of renting versus buying, right? Um, and I'll talk about both just so that, hey, I'm trying to have a fair conversation here, okay? Um, so benefits of renting, and I think, you know, maybe you guys know that, but let's, let's do this. Let's talk through this. Number one, mobility. So when you rent, it's easy to travel. It's easy to move around. It's easy to say, okay, this side of town is not working for me. I'm going to move to another suburb or this city is not working for me. I'm going to move to another city or this country is not working for me. I'm going to move to another country, right? Without being worried about selling your house or renting its house or losing money on your home. The second benefit of a benefit, what did I just say? The second benefit of renting is that you are entirely oblivious. You skip out on all the expenses of owning a home. So be it homeowner's insurance, be it property taxes, be it repairs, utility bills, which are more when you own. My electricity bill has like times 2.5, you know, <laughs> um, you know, because yes, you don't have to worry about all those additional costs, mowing the lawn, the, the time, <laughs> the time it takes to just learn about different things to do in your house every month, every quarter. Like I'm literally reading manuals every weekend. Like what is this life? <laughs> um, and some people, of course, are more inclined to enjoy this house stuff. I do not desire to spend my weekend fixing something, you know, fixing something around the house every weekend. That's one of the reasons I bought a new a new home because that's not how I choose to spend my time. If you're someone that enjoys DIY and doing something in your house every weekend, uh, maybe it's worth your time. Um, and so the, the burning and the troubles of repairs or upgrades are also not on you. So in the apartment I lived in, my microwave was acting up. I called maintenance, 24 hours is fixed. Uh, or, you know, um, you know, my fridge was doing somehow the water needed, you know, the filter needed to be changed. I put in a request, less than 24 hours fixed. Now, I messed up my garage in the first month of moving in. That was my problem. I had to find a, a repairer. I had to call the person. I had to foot the bill. <laughs> um, and then, so if I were renting, that would not be my problem. And then as a renter, you know, the money you save by not having to incur this cost, you can use it to build wealth through other means, which is what I did until I bought a home, right? So I you know, invested in the, in, the, in, the, in the stock market through my retirement accounts and through a brokerage account. Now, the cons of renting, right, is, you know, you don't get to build wealth through equity. Um, and the other thing is rent prices are not in your control. So your landlord can decide that today I'm going to raise rent by this, which is what they tried to do to me last year, raise rent by 30%. And I was like, are you okay? <laughs> 
Um, and comparatively, mortgages are fixed. Most mortgages are fixed, so you know what your monthly payment is every month. Now, let's talk about the benefits of buying. And yes, number one, you can build wealth through equity. And, and it is, it's important for me to say that building wealth through equity is one of the ways that people pass on generational wealth, especially in the United States. And especially with people of color and people like me, immigrants, where you know, think about people, grandma's house, why, where their grandmother bought the house and maybe it took her 30 years to pay it off. But when she paid it off and maybe when she passed on, she passed the house on to, you know, her, her son or her daughter. And that person then gets to own a mortgage free home. And so 100% of the equity in their home is theirs because they do not have a loan. And imagine owning a property where you don't have to pay you know, the mortgage that just puts you in a different position. And so it is a way, especially a way that middle, middle or lower income families have passed on wealth, even if those families don't have access to other means of wealth. Right. And so, yes, you build wealth through equity, but then you pass that on. And then the next generation starts off at least a little bit better off. The second thing is, you know, when rates are low, you know, you lock in a fixed rate and no one can raise your mortgage for you. And then the third thing is you can decorate your house as you please. If you want yellow walls, purple couches, purple cabinets, you know, green, green roof, (laughs) you can do as you please. And then the cons of buying a home is, you know, you're not as flexible. So you don't like the city. You don't like the country. It's going to take a little bit more for you to kind of get out of that mortgage. And, you know, if the market is good, it might be easier. You may not lose money. However, if we're in a time where the market is slowing down, a.k.a. right now, uh, you may end up having to take a loss if you have to move. Secondly, like I said, repairs, all that stuff, maintenance, you're spending your time, you're spending your money um, dealing with that. Another thing I want to highlight that, you know, even if you can afford a home, are you truly ready for home ownership? Right. So it's based on your lifestyle, based on your goals, based on simply what you desire. Right. It might make sense for you to rent. And so I'll use myself as an example that there were times I'd been able to afford a home for a while, but I just was not ready. Like I said, I did not want the burden of, of a home. I also wanted to remain mobile, right? So if I owned a home, it would have been harder for me to take on the international assignments I've taken for work. And for me, that was one of the biggest hurdles I had to get over in making a decision to buy this home because... You know, all of my coworkers, all of my friends were like, wow, so you're tied to Minneapolis for now. (laughs) And what I keep saying is, yes, I'm committing to Minneapolis for five to six years because I bought this home. However, after that, I'm free to move. (laughs) And I say five to six years because that's about the time it takes for it to kind of break even based on, you know, something I haven't even talked about, which is the closing costs or the additional costs you have to pay when you're actually buying the home. So I'm committed to this city for five to six years. Then after that, we'll see what happens, you know, but I also will caveat by saying never say never because life happens when I say I'm doing something. Absolutely. God does something else. So those are my plans. Um, We'll see how it goes. And along the same lines, I wanted to give another example of an account I follow on Instagram. He's called for better or worth or worth. Um, He and his wife live in the Atlanta area. They make over about $280,000 a year. So they're a high income family can definitely afford to, to own a home. Um, they have two kids, two daughters under the age of six, and they rent happily. Um, they choose to build wealth 
through the stock market. Um, they may own their home in the future, he says, or they may have rental real estate. But for now, they only invest in real estate through REITs, which I do as well. And I've, I've shared a podcast about, about REITs as well. Um, REITs are Real Estate Investment Trust. And in the show notes, I'll put in a mention of the podcast episode where I talk about REITs and what they are. And so for better or worse, also wants the option of retiring early abroad. They want to keep that option open. And because of that, they don't want to deal with the burden potentially of having to sell their home. And so right now they are debt-free millionaires without owning a home. On the flip side, you know, let's say we have a family of four, you know, they found the city that they love and they want to settle in. They know they'll be in the area from six to 10 years minimum. They want a home that their kids will grow up in and make memories. They've done the math. It makes sense for them. For a family like that, you know, it makes sense to, to own a home. So, you know, the goal of this episode is to just the conclusion is that there is no one size fits all. You know, real estate is not always a good idea. Buying a home is not always a good idea. Some people say that, and I, and I feel strongly that that could be misleading. Um, but it might be a good idea for you, or it might be a good idea for you maybe a couple of years down the line, maybe when you're ready, when you found a city that you love or a place you want to settle in, or at least commit to for a number of years. So should you rent or should you buy a home? The answer is it depends, but hopefully you have the tools to help you evaluate that. And I guess here in this in this piece, I'm assuming that you have a down payment and all of that, right? And so I just talked about the other pieces um, to think about. So let me know what else you'd like me to cover as, as it relates to just the overall home ownership journey. Um, but I think I'm just going to do some rails to kind of explain what what goes into a mortgage payment just so you um, people just have that in the back of their minds. But thank you for listening and I will be back next week. Ciao. See you later. Bye-bye. <laughs> hey there. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Rich Immigrant Podcast. Before you go, I'd like you to know that there will always be room for you at this table. And as I wrap this up, I'd like to ask for your help with a few things to help support and amplify the message of the podcast. First, please subscribe. Click the subscribe button and that way you're notified of new episodes. Second, if you enjoyed this episode, please write and review the podcast. That way you're signaling to Apple that the content here is, you know what? popping and you amplify our message to other potential listeners and last but not least please follow us at instagram at the rich immigrant and as we go out into the world i hope that you're encouraged to show up and live fully in whatever country you've chosen to call home ciao bye or see you next time